What's up? Southeast Louisiana, this play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Gisclair here. Hope you guys are having a wonderful start to your day. I surely am taking advantage of this beautiful Southeast Louisiana weather that we have been gifted. I actually spent a morning over at We Care out in Cutoff, spending some time chatting with some of the little pre-K kids, telling them about what we do, why we do it, how we do it. The kids were eager and excited to hear about it, and we thank them so much for their time. We also thank you all so much for your time today. We've got a fun show coming your way. A couple of different call-in guests today, right? Like we usually have on kind of the same crew of, oh, 10, 12 people. But today we've got some different ones. We've got Coach Rod, Don Rodrigue on at 11.45. Coach Rod knows a little bit about everything, man. We'll chat with him about Nichols and LSU and also tons of high school with Coach Rod. Then Coach C.L. Grogan with Central Catholic of Morgan City. He'll be joining us at noon to talk about his team, which has had a strong start to the season. They're playing good ball. They always play good ball out there, but they've got a really, really strong team this season, and we'll chat with him at noon. 12-15, big Thursday night football matchup. You got two, you got Burrow. You got a matchup of two college rivals, now pro rivals, two teams competing for the same playoff spots out in the AFC. The Bengals are 1-2, and two, fresh off of a win on Sunday. They're taking on a Dolphins team that a lot of folks are saying is maybe one of the best in the NFL. I don't buy that all the way, though they did beat Buffalo. I think there were some extenuating circumstances there. The Bills were on short rest. The Bills had some flukish things happen throughout the course of the game. Yada, yada, could go on and on. But anyway, it's not time to talk about that. We'll chat about that at 12.15. 12.30, we'll give a rundown. And the MLB judge hits his historic home run last night. We've got some division chases and some wild card spots. And we're down to the last, really about week or so, like six or seven days left in the MLB schedule. We'll give a rundown of where some things sit. Then the bottom of the show, we'll get you some betting picks, and we'll try to make you guys some money. Um, Let's thank our sponsors before we dive in for allowing us to be here today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge in Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Reminder, join us on Saturdays, 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravaugh and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company, presented by Terrebonne General Health System. Tomorrow night, down the bayou in Galliano. Join us every Friday night for Varsity High School football coverage. Pre-game, 6.30, kickoff, 7 o'clock. South Lafouche taking on Lutcher. Our broadcast is sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A, 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. So, hope everybody's having a wonderful day today. We'll start off today's show kind of giving you a rundown of where I've been in the last 24 hours. We had a middle school football game yesterday where we were... um. We were 
at Central Lafouche watching Raceland defeat Bayou Blue 30 to nothing. Not a huge surprise. Ho-hum. Raceland has better athletes. They were getting their athletes in space. Running sweeps, running tosses, you know, inside runs, outside runs. They were actually even throwing the ball a little bit at times. So Raceland gets a win over Bayou Blue. They keep the pace. They stay towards the upper middle of the pack in the Lafouche Parish standings. Bayou Blue is, they're, they're down. They're struggling. They're near the bottom. So they get a win. Today we got East Thibodeau against E.D. White. That's another matchup of a team who's struggling versus a team who's kind of a big fish, uh, The actually the Paris leader. So you would expect E.D. White to get through that one comfortably tonight. High school football this coming weekend. Um, let's talk about South Lafouche and Lutcher for a second. That's a game you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. South Lafouche is likely going to be without Carson Ogeron for another week as he's battling a week-to-week injury. Um, Josh Mack will get another start for a Tarpon offense that's trying to find a little rhythm maybe a little earlier in the game. They moved the ball pretty well in the second through fourth quarter struggle maybe a little bit early in the game. But the big challenge for the Tarpons on tomorrow is going to be how do you slow down all of the weapons on the Lutcher offense? Um. Winfield, the quarterback for Lutcher, is as good of a quarterback as you're going to see in Louisiana this year. I saw him as a sophomore. I think he was a sophomore, maybe a ninth grader. No, he yeah, he was a sophomore. Um, he's 6'3". He's 200 pounds. I think he's actually probably bigger and stronger than that. I don't know <clears throat> how and why this guy doesn't have the pedigree of offers. But this dude could really play. Pulled up his recruiting profile here, and I've seen he's got offers from three schools listed. Nichols, you know, duh, that's an obvious one. Then Central Florida and Virginia. Central Florida and Virginia, I mean, that's that's big time. I mean, Central Florida, they've been playing some big games, and Virginia, that's Power 5, ACC. And I don't know what Mr. Winfield does or does not want to do collegiately going forward. And I also don't know how realistic the Central Florida and Virginia offers are. A lot of times teams will say they're offering you something, but then when you try to commit, they don't let you commit because it's not a real offer. <laughs> it's it you know the, the term in the recruiting circles is called a committable offer. And I don't know how committable those offers are. They may well be very committable. I don't know. Um, but what I'm getting at is if a guy like this were to end up going to Thibodeau with Nichols, it would change everything for that program right now, which is kind of on their heels a little bit, having a rough start to the year. Because Winfield is a guy who can run and he could throw. And Winfield is a guy, if it's third and seven and he breaks out of the pocket and he gets into contact with somebody six yards beyond the line of scrimmage, he's not sliding and making it fourth and one. He's lowering his shoulder, running the, the the defender over, and getting the first down. And late in close games, he's clutch, makes big plays. Winfield is going to be a handful for the Tarpons to try to slow down for a Lutcher offense that isn't just the quarterback, right? They could sling it. They could hand it off to some talented running backs. And B.J. Young said it yesterday in his interview is that lately we've been facing teams with one dude. Lutcher's got nine dudes. This year they scored 62 on Thibodeau, 20 against St. Charles Catholic, 49 against Helen Cox, 42 against Vanderbilt. 
So it's going to be a huge challenge for a South Lafouche defense that has struggled at times this year to corral all of the Ledger ball carriers. The key to this game is going to be you've got to force some sort of unexpected play. Be it a turnover, tip pass interception, be it a trick play that you turn into a touchdown, be it an onside kick, be it a return for a touchdown. Like you've got to have some sort of momentum swinging play to get it on your side. And you've got to find a way to keep possession of the ball, keep them off the field, and just get to the second half with a chance. You don't want to be down 28 to 6 at half. You don't want to be down 31 to 3 at half. Like, get to the second half with a chance. And I could say the same for a lot of games this coming weekend. There are a lot of teams in our area that that should be their goal and their mindset heading into the game. Just get me to the third quarter with a puncher's chance and we'll see what happens. Thibodeau and Chris, I would say the same thing to them. Get yourself into the third quarter against C.D. White. Give yourself a chance. You've got playmakers. You've got speed. you got guys that could run. But if you're down three touchdowns to an E.D. White team with the way they run the ball, the game's over. Give yourself a chance to make it happen. So that would be the message from the South Lafouche perspective is you got to have something to feel good about early. you got to figure out a way to make it happen. There are some big games for a lot of teams in our area. Vanderbilt against St. Charles Catholic. By the way, Tommy Minton for the Terriers tried to have him on today. He's having a root canal done, man. We wish him the best. We certainly hope he's doing okay. So he's going to be in a little bit of pain today. Hopefully he gets his reward tomorrow as they're hosting a really good St. Charles team in a big game there. Morgan City taking on Assumption. It's been a rough year for Morgan City, man. You got to get to the third quarter. Give yourself a chance. You don't want to get boat raced early in the game. There are so many teams that are in that same phase and that same mindset tomorrow. And we'll see how it ultimately all shakes out. Let's catch a break. Before we do catch a break, I want to wish a very happy birthday to LCO football coach and athletic director and basketball coach and all the many different hats he wears out there. Coach Keegan Polkey. Coach, if you're listening, hope you have a wonderful day today, brother. And may this next year be your best year, my friend. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Coach Rod, Coach Donald Rodriguez. He knows a little bit about everything in the area. We'll be chatting with him about all the things he's been seeing at the games. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. Have one of my favorite call-in guests on the line. That's Coach Rod. Coach Don Rodriguez on the line now. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Casey. Doing great. Happy to hear it, Coach. Uh, Man, and we're at the midway point of the high school football season. And look, there's always this challenge of, okay, it's Bayou versus River, and the Bayou's trying to keep up with the River. Well, I got to tell you, Coach, I've been watching ball for now four weeks. We're approaching week five. Hate to say it, the River's way ahead this year. You got St. James, Destran, Hanville, Lutcher. Those River teams are cruising. And I know you've seen a lot of them. Give us a rundown of what you're seeing. Well, I watched I watched St. James in the Jamboree against Vanderbilt. And then I watched St. James against Thibodeau. And it was a two totally different teams because uh, St. James got about uh, three or four guys eligible from the Ascension Catholic deal. And that, that team looked totally different defensively. And then I watched them last week. It was uh, inducted Rick Gale into the Hall of Fame at St. James High School. Of course, Rick passed away a few years ago and against Assumption. Well, Assumption held their own. It was 7 nothing at half. St. James don't have 100 yards offense. It's still 7 nothing. third down in the third quarter. St. James blocks the punt, scoops and scores. So St. James has 14 points. And very, you know, very little offense. And of course, they end up, the score ends up four, four scores to nothing. But Assumption played with them. That the offense and defensive line uh, held their own. Now, I watch, I watch Lutcher, and I'll tell you what, the, the running back from Lutcher, if he gets to the second level, he's held a tackle. And I thought their offensive line would take a step back because they lost all their guys. Well, they didn't. They, uh, they 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 put their foot forward against Thibodeau. They went against St. Charles Catholic, put their foot forward. So uh, I'm looking for good things against, you know, for, for Lutcher. You know, as, as we go down the road, Riverside, you know, where they got the back, they got Lee Roussel, 
uh, Riverside might have the best coaching staff in, 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 on the River Parish with Lee being an ex-college offensive line coach. Uh, Chris Latney was a high school coach, went to Southeastern for two or three years, and he brought a few guys from, from, uh, from Nichols with him, to, uh, some GAs, and they've got a hell of a staff. they got a hell of a running back. And Riverside guys, they gotta they gotta play hard and play long and desperate. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe that weakest spot is that quarterback throwing the ball, but they haven't had to throw it because that defense is so strong and he can run it. When you got a quarterback, that can average about 100 yards a game, and they got a running back that's averaging about you know 125 playing a half a game. <laughs> Their uh, Hansville is about the looks like might be the weak sister in the River Parish this, this year. I mean, they've, I think they've only got one victory, maybe two. Uh, I mean, they struggled against uh, uh, Destrahan last week. So uh, the River Parish is strong. And then they're all going to Lafouche Parish went 0-4 last week. Even E.D. White got beat. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a struggle between Lafouche and Terrebonne Parish. I don't know. We might have two teams that have, might have a winning record at the end of the season. Coach, one of the big surprises to me is Vanderbilt. They're one and three. I thought they'd be farther along than that. Now, I know they played a really, really tough schedule, man. You're losing the Bell Chase, and you're losing the Lutcher, and they've got St. Charles Catholic this coming week. But like even the game against Central Lafouche, they didn't really blow the doors off of them either. Tommy's got a young group, and I know that he's probably a little disappointed so far with the way they've started. Well, I watched them against St. James. And I watched the defensive line, which Brad Villavas coaches, and he's Brad is a premier defensive line coach. I mean, he can coach on any level for anybody. And I, after the game, I said, Brad, you guys, again, he said, Coach, we're working hard. They're just so young. I can't get them getting off blocks. I mean, they're just they're not ready. They're not ready yet. And, uh, and I guess uh, – I don't know if it's the change as offensive coordinator because Coach Babington South Terrebonne, if that they took a step back on the, with with the offense uh, by springing Coleman loose, but they haven't been able to. So I guess when you get young, it gets tough, and I got that's the biggest thing I can say uh, about Vanderbilt because we all know that Tommy Minton's got skins in the wall. He's got a good staff, and they're just not ready to bust the doors open. Uh, yeah, because uh, we know that Tommy, Tommy can coach. He can motivate. He's got the whole package with him, and it's uh, it just it's a struggle. I mean, one year at St. James, we went two and eight. The next year, we went to Dole. So, <laughs> who knows? When you get young, you only have extra. We had that year. We only had eight seniors, and not all of them played and contributed. So we were young, and then the next year we go to the Dole. Coach, one of the things that I saw this past week that I thought was really cool is South Terrebonne honors Richard Curlin, who was a longtime head coach there. You know, they give him a little ceremony at halftime there. You coached against Richard, and I'm sure you know him pretty well. What allowed him to be so successful over his long tenure out there in Berg? Well, he learned to change with the times. When You know, it's like I tell people, when I first started coaching, there were two backs in the backfield and three. Well, Richard changed as, as, as the times changed and he always, and, and he contributed that with a hell of a staff. All the staff members he had were, were continuing that, that hardly ever 
change. Maybe a guy here and a guy there. And he had athletes, and he, he developed athletes. I mean, he took them as young boys and then made them men by the time they were juniors and seniors. And, and uh, his, he was consistent about his message. He was consistent about motivation. And uh, at, at the end, he was reluctant to change. He changed early in his career, and uh, I think that ended up catching up with him toward, toward the end. But uh, that was his, his longevity. Was, he was uh, wanting to change early and late in his career. He didn't change enough of it. Coach, I know we're both LSU fans, and you know, we, we both also like Coach Ogeron a lot, but he's no longer in place. But I got to tell you, Coach, I'm watching this Brian Kelly LSU team. They're developing. They're getting better. They're tackling better. They're more physical. I'm looking at a club that, you know, I get it, the competition the last few weeks hasn't been great, but they're starting to play some pretty good ball, man. Well, when we get to see, and I, I think Daniel is, Kelly and his staff is developing Cam Newell when he drops back to be able to read. Because I don't think he wasn't reading too good early in the year because the offensive line, they've made some changes. And I like the two bookends at, at, the, at the ends, two rookie guys, two, two freshmen playing pretty darn good. And now they're going to step into the Southeastern Conference. We'll be able to see him develop more. He didn't want to run as much as he had been. So as long as we can get him to so get the ball in the receiver's hands, because we know we, we got receivers that's going to make plays, and then the, run the ball a, a, a little bit more, then Daniels can be a great quarterback. But if he's running all the time in the Southeastern Conference, you can't, you just can't keep that up and, and stay survive. Now, the defense, every week it's somebody else is stepping up, and then nobody's falling back. I mean, this, this young freshman guy that's uh, number 40, wow, is he lighting it up. I can't remember his name right Perkins. now. Perkins. Perkins, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to watch him play. And I wish uh, the, the Burns guy, the secondary guys, so they're running people down. They're setting the edge, which, which wasn't very good for LSU the last few years. It's like people could just run a sweep and keep on running. But they're setting the edge now. And uh, the the people on there, I just wish Mason was still playing. Mason Smith, it 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 just hurt my heart when I think that he's he's not in that lineup. I I don't know how much better we would have been, but I know it would have been better with him in there. Yeah, no, and, uh, no doubt. We, we just got to clean up the, the the special teams. I mean, it's that's 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 not it. That's like a C minus so far in, on punt coverage and. And uh, uh, kickoff coverage right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100%, Coach. And now on the flip side to that, who, man, I, I don't know what's going on over in Thibodeau. Tim just has a down cycle, I guess. The Colonels are struggling. They can't get off the field defensively. The offensively with Grania back there, they don't have any explosive plays. It's just been a rough first month of the year for Nichols. Well, when, when your running back gets hit behind the line of scrimmage and he's making two yards, I think that's part of the problem, and I think people have recognized that that they can't get the ball down the field enough. So they they're keeping more guys in the box to to just eliminate the running game, and they haven't been able to figure it out in the passing game. Grenier hasn't been the answer yet. I'm pulling so hard for him to be successful. He's been around there. He's waited his time. He's done the right thing about. Uh, 
being a teammate, being a, a team leader, and it's just it's not coming through. And uh, like you said, defensively, uh, I mean, like last week, uh, Jacksonville State had a had a wide re- uh, a slot back, like 6'5", 220, 30 pounds. He caught a 10-yard pass and outran the secondary for 67-yard touchdown. That would have never happened in in the early days. I mean, now somebody would have hit him at, when he caught the ball. It just it, they're just struggling on both sides of the ball with the offensive and defensive line. Yeah, no doubt. Let's talk about the Saints. The Saints are playing in London on Sunday morning at 8:30. Um, it doesn't look like Jameis Winston will be out there. He missed practice again today. Dalton took all the first team reps. Coach, what would you do in that situation? You got Winston, who's probably a better player than Dalton, but man, he's got like a broken back and a hurt ankle, and like he can't move out there. I get that he wants to play, but I don't know if he can. What would you do if you were Dennis Allen having to handle that situation? Well, any quarterback in the NFL without a running game, you know how good he's got to be. Yeah. And I will, I mean, uh, against Tampa Bay, we were running the ball. We would go, I mean, the, the drive when Ingram fumbled. I mean, we was just going to march, put it in the ball game, and be in the ball. After he fumbled, we haven't been the same since, even Kamara coming back. So it all depends on the running game. And I'm just waiting for the two somebody to put pressure on the quarterback on defense, which, you know, between Jordan and the other defensive end, uh, well, we got one sack, maybe two sacks. We've given up 12 sacks. It's it's a mismatch, and then how many penalties can you get starting first and fifteen with your offensive line jumping? So uh, I'm I'm a loss for words. As good as we're supposed to be on defense, taking the ball away, we're not taking the away. We'd have no sacks. I'm just waiting for the defense to rise to, to to their expectations, and they haven't yet. I mean, we've got receivers to go make plays. I mean, with the rookie receivers. Getting targeted twenty something times in in two ball games. I mean, where's the other guys? Where's the protection? I mean, we know how good Mike uh, Thomas is, and we just we just can't we we can't get off the field. We can't stay on the field yeah. on third down. Yeah, no doubt. Well, look, coach, we thank you so much for the time, man. We'll see you soon. Okay, buddy. No problem. Yes, thank sir. You. Yes, sir. That is Coach Rod. You will never. You could live. 10 lifetimes, you will never find a, a nicer man than Coach Don Rodrigue. You will never find a more passionate man than Coach Don Rodrigue. And you will never go to as many football games as Coach Don Rodrigue goes to. He's at everything. He's at high school and Nichols. And, man, he's in his 70s now. And I, I tell him every time I see him, I hope when I'm in my 50s that I have the spunk that he has in his 70s Great guy to have on. He knows a little bit about everybody. He's connected, talks to the coaches and everything of the sort. It's play-by-play. Let's go on a commercial break right now, and when we get back, we're going to Coach Grogan over at Central Catholic of Morgan City. It's opening the umbrella a little bit. We'll chat with Coach Grogan about the way his team has started the year, which has been really strong. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. 
Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-in-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Baby, you a song. You make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, baby. It's been a struggle in the Bayou region in, to start the high school football season. But boy, out in St. Mary, they're playing some good ball. You got Berwick, who's still undefeated. And you got the guy who's on the line now, Coach Grogan over at Central Catholic. His team is 3-1, and one, playing some good ball as well. Coach, good afternoon, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good today. How are you guys doing today? Doing just fine, Coach. You guys are 3-1, and one, explosive offense, scoring 30, 40 points every week, uh, fresh off of a win against CCA. How are you guys playing so far this year, brother? Uh, we've been playing pretty good this um, this season so far. Um, we started our district open the last Thursday against Covenant Christian. Um, played pretty solid, got a 48 to 12 win in that game. Coach, tell us a little bit about your playmaking ability, because man, I haven't had a chance to physically watch you play, but I'm seeing 
47 points, 35 points, 38 points, 48 points. You guys are scoring a whole lot. I'm sure there's a lot of boys that are pitching into that effort. Uh, well, I have a, um, a pretty good running back by the name of um, Demondre Blackburn. Um, he's been pretty much carrying the load for us. Uh, right now, through four games, he's sitting at about 65 carries, about 663 yards rushing, uh, 14 rushing touchdowns total right now. But he has like 19 total touchdowns. He has five uh, receiving touchdowns for us also. <laughs> you said 60-something carries, 600 yards. That's 10 yards a carry. Man, that's crazy. So he must be a guy that if he gets to the second level, look out. Yeah, he's been playing pretty good. We've been getting some pretty good push from our offensive line, um, doing a good job of getting him to the second level. And once he gets to the second level, um, he's a good enough athlete to make guys miss or run by him. Now it's a Generate team coming uh, this Friday. You guys are going to them. I'm looking at their schedule. It's a completely different type of team in that they don't score a whole lot, but they also don't give up a whole lot. So you guys are going to be facing one of maybe the better defenses that you've run into so far this year on Friday? Oh, yes, sir. Um, Coach C.C. Paul has those guys coached up really well over there. They're a 3-1 ball club also. Um, they have a, a few playmakers that can also hurt us. They have a really, really good tight end um, slash linebacker, Mr. Travell Frederick. Um, we, that's, that's a guy we definitely got to look out for and make sure we contain him on the offensive side so, um, so they don't take advantage of us defensively. We talk often here on this show about how good it is to – be able to go to the games and you know, you're know you not having to wear a mask and the kids aren't having to quarantine because of contact tracing and all the baloney that we had to do in years past. What's that like for you as a coach, man, to have what is, knocking on wood, a fairly normal first month of the year? Um, we've been blessed. You know, we've been blessed to have a few home games, um, have a home crowd, you know, get the fans to come out and enjoy themselves, like you say, without all the masks, without all the restrictions and everything, and try to get this thing back to as normal as possible. No doubt. You guys are currently sitting at number 11 in the Division Four power rating numbers. Uh, do you pay attention to the numbers this early in the season, or is it just a situation where, hell, whenever the season ends, just tell me where to go play? Uh, I don't really try to, to get too caught up in it. You know, I, um, a few of our staff members are stats guys. Um, they, they pay attention to it weekly and um, pay attention to the moves. It just keep us in the loop of any sudden changes and things like that, drastic changes within the power range. You know, they'll let us know things like that. But for the most part, we just try to stay focused on the course ahead and just try to take this thing one opponent at a time. 1A football team, how many kids do you have on your team? And is it a young bunch or is it an older, more experienced bunch? Uh, currently, we're sitting with 45 kids on the roster. Um, we have 14 seniors this season. Uh, we have a big freshman class coming in. Um, and also we have a bunch of sophomores. So it's more of a younger class with my freshmen and my sophomores. And um, I'll be graduating 14 seniors this year. Okay, very good. Coach, you've played your, your four games so far. As you said, you're 3-1. and one. Heading into the second month of the season, where are some areas that you guys are looking to improve? Uh, we're definitely looking to improve um, in tackling um, all all aspects, tackling on special teams and tackling defensively. We're going to always continue to look to, um, to improve on that and just our full-out pursuit and tackling angles um, to the ball. we got to definitely continue to improve on that week in and week out. Coach, there's a lot of good ball in that area. As we were talking about at the beginning of the segment, you guys are playing well. You guys got a matchup in week seven with Berwick. They got it rolling. 
Um, Jinnerette, the opponent that you got on Friday, they're playing some some good ball. St. Mary football, man, it looks like it's pretty strong this season. Patterson's playing well also. Yes, Patterson's playing well. Well, also, you also have Hanson Memorial on the other side of the parish. They're also playing some good ball over there on that side in Franklin, too. Um, so, like I say, I'm just happy that everybody and the fans are able to get out to the games and enjoy themselves and to go on and cheer on their, um, their student-athletes. So, with the move that was made earlier in the season of, you know, changing some classifications around and moving open enrollment schools around and all that different stuff, did that affect you guys much? Obviously, you were select school no matter what. But did it change Division Four for you guys? And what are your thoughts as we're continuing to kind of evolve and, and, and change how we're doing things as an association? Um, it, didn't, it didn't affect us at all. We're still Division Four select um, private school. So, you know, we, we take it how it comes. Um, our district did get a little bigger this year. We have 17 districts now generate. They get added to our district. So besides anything like that, it really hasn't been any big change towards us down here in Morgan City. Very good. Uh, you said you wanted to you know, shore up some tackling defensively. Uh, what, what are some things that you guys are working on to try to make that a reality? Uh, we do a lot of angle tackling. Um, we try to mimic a lot of Seahawks tackling. You know, like the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks introduced a, a while back. Um, we used the tackling dummies a lot. We used the tackling roll a lot. Um, just to give our guys better scenarios and better um, game-like situations of tackling. That sounds like a winner. Coach, before we let you go, what are some keys to victory tomorrow night as you guys are traveling, taking on Jinnerette? Um Keys to victory is just to make sure that we um, – we stay above the sticks. Don't put ourselves behind the sticks offensively and just execute um, defensively. Um, we got to line up. We got to adjust to anything they generate may come to the table with. Um, my guy's been doing a lot of different film study, so we should know what's coming. and We should be alert. We just got to go out there and make it happen. Sounds like a winner. Coach, we thank you so much for the time. Good luck on Friday night, okay? All right, thanks. That is Coach Grogan with Central Catholic of Morgan City. They're 3-1. and one. Man, dude, I – were you guys, while driving in your car, sitting at your work desk or whatever, were you guys as much in awe as I was when he was listing off those stats? Like, and he said it so casually, too. Like, oh, I got a running back, 60 carries, 600 yards. He scored like 12 times, but he's got like 18 touchdowns total for the year. It's like, dude, you've played four games. <laughs> you've played four games. That's a guy who. You know, we'll be keeping an eye on for the rest of the season so far, but it sounds like they have got a big, explosive home run hitter back there. And St. Mary as a whole, dude, like they're, as he said, they're doing some things. They've got smaller schools out there, right? There's no big, prominent 5A school out there. Population is more dispersed and spread out. <clears throat> you got Berwick, who's still undefeated. You got Central Catholic, who's just a field goal away from being undefeated, despite playing Riverside, which was a great game for them. Great challenge for them. Hanson Memorial playing well. Jinnerette playing well. Franklin gets the win over Central Lafouche last Friday. So there's a lot of teams in that St. Mary area. You know, here on the Bayou, the team that we see the most is Morgan City. They're in our local 4A district. And it almost becomes like a running joke. Like, oh, you know, Morgan City's bad. They're down, you know, whatever it may be. Because they've been struggling for so long. But don't go and think for a second that everybody out there is in that same situation. Morgan City's rebuilding, but a lot of the other teams in that area have it rolling. Patterson is playing exceptionally well. 
they could score the heck out of the ball. I haven't had a chance to see them, but I do follow their their scores every week. They won a game 69-52 to earlier this season. They lost to Chalmette 36-34 last week. They beat Bunky 54-6, to beat West St. Mary 40 to nothing. So there's a lot of explosive offenses out there, a lot of teams that will hang 50-60 points on you if you're not careful, and Central Catholic is certainly at the head of that, playing some really, really good football. Uh, so let's catch a break when we get back. We've got a big Thursday night game tonight, right? We've got the Dolphins taking on the Bengals. That's Burrow. That's Tua, maybe. Miss Tua is questionable. We'll talk about that matchup. Talk about maybe some of the other NFL news of the day, right? The Saints had some interesting news break. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage in Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new rage in Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. 
Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KOEB. Casey Jisclair here. We want to thank Coach Grogan for his time in the last segment, Coach Rod for his time in the segment before that. <laughs> and now we'll spend the last 40 minutes or so talking about uh, some things happening in the world of professional and collegiate sports. Big Saints news today. Um, and I don't know if it's it's good news, right? A lot of folks are going to rejoice and are going to come out and say, hey, no Jameis Winston Sunday. And I don't know for sure that he is or isn't going to play. But there are a couple of bigger issues here at play as New Orleans starting quarterback misses practice again. Starting to have questions about just how much control Dennis Allen has over this team. Because yesterday, Winston missed practice, and we talked about that. It was a scheduled day off to rest. But Dennis Allen also said yesterday, but Jameis is going to practice tomorrow, which tomorrow meaning today. Then we get to today, Jameis isn't practicing again. I don't think you would have seen this handled this way under Sean Payton. If it was questionable that he was going to practice today, if there was a maybe, if it was 80-20, if it was 50-50, if it was 60-40, just don't say anything. Just say, hey, it's day by day. But it looks suspicious when you publicly say something is going to happen and then it doesn't happen, it looks suspicious. What changed? Yesterday it was, oh, it's a rest day. He will be out there tomorrow. Today it's, oh, he's still not out there. Why? What changed? There are little bits and pieces of little things like that that make you kind of nervous about Dennis Allen and how this first month of his professional head coaching tenure with New Orleans has started. Obviously, the elephant in the room, the thing that's in the back of all of our minds is the fact that he was at Oakland about a decade ago and it was a complete train wreck. But let's put that aside for a second. What do most poorly coached NFL teams do? struggle on special teams. What has New Orleans done? They've struggled on special teams. What do most poorly coached NFL teams struggle with? Penalties. The Saints have had a hell of a time with penalties. 
what do most poorly coached NFL teams deal with during the course of the week? Drama, inability to keep water from leaking into the boat. Now we're having drama. Winston's practicing tomorrow. Nope, coach, he ain't. So more important than the takeaway of Dalton's likely going to be the guy Sunday, barring some sort of miraculous healing for Winston in between now and Sunday, which may still happen. While fans are excited about that potential change at quarterback, I'm left here wondering how much control this dude has over that locker room right now. I'm beginning to have my doubts. That's the first thing. The second thing is, it took all of three games for Michael Thomas to start his nonsense. Michael Thomas also mispracticed today. Michael Thomas also is not likely to be available um, on Sunday because he's got a foot injury. I don't, I sound dirty even saying this, but when in Sunday's game did Michael Thomas's injury occur? I'll tell you when. It was the first offensive play after the game got out of reach. Not speculating anything. Not saying that he's phoning it in. But when you've got a guy who's missed the last two years with a sprained ankle, who then has to get hurt and leave the game and now may not be available this coming Sunday with an injury, that occurred the first play after last Sunday's embarrassing loss got out of hand, if you don't have just a small seed of doubt about that, you just simply ain't human. So Thomas may be out. Hopefully he's available. Hopefully, and if he's not available, hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. But there are just some growing cracks in the concrete that you're seeing. It's like a busted windshield, right? Rock goes through, chips your windshield. One day, it's just a little bitty, teeny, tiny little crack. Wake up the next morning, go turn on your car. That little teeny, tiny crack has expanded a couple inches. By the end of the week, it's expanded a couple more inches. By the end of the month, it's all the way across your windshield. The Saints have a couple of teeny, tiny little cracks right now that just keep growing and growing and growing, and you just wonder, by the end of the first half of the NFL season, Will that boat still be above water or will that boat be halfway into the Gulf of Mexico sinking all the way down to the bottom? New Orleans are the underdogs on Saturday, or on Sunday rather. They're a two and a half point underdog to a Minnesota team that has been equally topsy turvy, right? The Vikings are two and one. They beat the Lions in kind of a miraculous game on Sunday. Didn't play well. They got blasted by Philly in week two. Then they did play very well in the opener against Green Bay. So we'll see how it goes, but there's just some little bits and pieces and areas there where it makes you wonder and it really makes you worried about what's actually happening in that locker room, especially when you see Sean Payton say, yeah, I'll coach again if it's the right situation. He said that earlier this week. If it's the right situation, heck yeah, I'll gladly coach again. So that obviously leads you to believe that New Orleans wasn't the right situation anymore. Why is that? Maybe some of this crap that we're seeing right here is why it's not the right situation anymore. Thursday night football tonight on Amazon Prime Video. The Bengals are taking on the Dolphins. The Dolphins are 3-0, fresh off of a win against 
Buffalo, the Bengals are one and two and can't block anything, but they got to win 27 to 12 against the Jets on the road. <laughs> Tua is questionable for the game uh, with <laughs> back and ankle injuries, right? Yeah, right. Tua got concussed on Sunday against Buffalo, um, and they lied and got him back in the game under the guise of it was a back and ankle injury. Tua went down to the turf. He hit his head hard. He got up. He was wobbly. He was woozy. He was shaking his head. He was dizzy. He was stumbling around the field. The team came out and said, oh, no, it was a back. He couldn't walk because his, his back was hurt. My ass. Tua had a concussion on Sunday. The Dolphins broke concussion protocols and got him back into the game. Um, I don't know. The, the NFL is investigating, and I don't know if they'll be able to prove any wrongdoing was done. But, dude, I wasn't born last night. I was born at night. It was not last night. The Dolphins skirted the concussion protocols on Sunday, and they snuck Tua back into the game. And I guess he's good to go now, but it looks like he's going to be ready to go tonight as they're taking on Cincinnati. But back and ankle, come on, dude. I've had a hurt ankle. I've had a hurt back. I'm old most of the days. Both of them are hurt these days for me. I've never gotten out of bed and felt my back grab and then started shaking my head and being wobbly and woozy and, and looking around. and No, because that's not what you do. That's what you do when you are concussed. The Dolphins, though, however, getting off of that soapbox, the Dolphins are 3-0, and and they are what a lot of folks are considering a sleeper contender, right? Because they have beaten a couple of really strong football teams to start the year. They went on the road and beat the Ravens. That was a miraculous comeback win at the end, 42-38. Great win. You beat Buffalo last Sunday, 21-19. You open up with the Patriots. Hell, that's not a bad win either. But for whatever reason, Las Vegas isn't sold because the Bengals are actually a three-and-a-half point favorite in this game, um, which I was a little surprised to see that line. But Vegas is saying, you know what? The home team's going to take care of business. The home team's going to get it done tonight. And I was a little surprised to see that. The Dolphins have a defense that when they're hitting, and I didn't mean hitting literally, but I guess hitting is not a good, uh, not a bad word to use in general with any defense. But when they're clicking, they could do some things to cause you problems. Against Buffalo, they held the Bills down to 19 points. Now, caveat there. Buffalo did not have any issues at all moving the ball throughout the course of the game. They had close to 500 yards offense, 497 yards of offense. They ran 90 plays, 31 first downs. There were some flukish things that were stopping the Bills in that game. The Bills dominated that game on Sunday. 497 yards to 212, 31 first downs to 15, 90 plays to 39. Time of possession was 40 minutes, 40 seconds to 19 minutes and 20 seconds. The Bills dominated Miami. The Bills just kind of fumbled it around, had some penalty issues, got into the red zone, didn't convert, and it was Miami that ended up getting the win. Can Burrow's offensive line tonight protect him well enough to allow Jamar Chase and Higgins and those big weapon receivers to get down the field? Because that's been the issue for the Bengals to start the year, is that you've got all of these explosive playmakers these guys who could hurt you 30, 40, 50 yards down the field and could change the game with any one play. But they can't get them the football because Burrow is back there on the other end of the field with his head down running for his life trying to not get killed. In three games, Burrow has been sacked 
15 times. That's caused him to have to get the ball out sooner, throw into check downs, not allowing allowing him to keep his eyes down the field, and it's slowed down their offense. Jamar Chase is averaging 10 yards per reception. He's got 212 yards through three games. That's not bad. None of that is bad. But last year, he averaged 18 yards per reception. Last year, every time he touched the ball, the game was changing. This year, it hasn't been the same way. The Bengals last year had a big explosive running game. Joe Mixon was getting four or five yards. They were staying ahead of the chains, keeping up their play-action offense, and they were doing a lot of things to run the ball to hurt opponents. Mixon last year had 1,200 yards rushing and 13 touchdowns, 4.1 yards per carry. This year, through three games, he's getting 2.8 yards per carry. So they're not running the ball well. They're not staying ahead of the chains, and when you get into predictable third-down situations – The opponents are rushing the hell out of Burrow and are sacking him. None of those things are good omens for Cincinnati. Now, can they clean it up tonight at home? We'll see. I have my doubts, but Vegas seems to think that they're in good shape. They're a a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. If the Dolphins win tonight and the Dolphins get to 4-0 and they beat on the road the defending AFC champions, just four or five days after they beat the team that's probably the favorite in the AFC and the Bills. If the Dolphins do that, it's time we all say, hey, bro, you guys are legit. You guys have a shot here. You guys maybe are the best team in the AFC or certainly in contention to be amongst the best teams in the AFC. If Miami could get that done, this is a big statement game. Because, look, you beat Buffalo. I get that. And everybody's hoo-hahing and, you know, they're, they're fired up about that. We just talked about the circumstances there. Buffalo was in control of that game and and had far more yards, far more first downs. They controlled the ball almost 3-1. to They were the dominant figure in that game. They just didn't put the points on the scoreboard to show it. But if Miami could parlay that forward and go on the road and beat Cincinnati on their home field, it's time we all take those boys seriously and maybe say, hey, Tua and those guys are maybe a legitimate threat and have an opportunity here in this AFC chase. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk some MLB, man. There's all kind of stuff going on. Judge finally hits his 61st home run. We've got division chases all leading towards the playoffs and pennant chases. And it's a fun time of the year to be a baseball fan. We'll chat about that in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? 
called Dufresne Easy Buy. Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Hi, I'm Susan Wolverton, account executive for KLEB 1600 AM, the Raging Cajun. I have the experience to help you work out an effective marketing plan for your business. I will sit down with you and personalize an effective advertising plan to fit your budget today. Call me, Susan Wolverton, Account Executive for KLEB, 1600 AM, The Raging Cajun. Call me at 798-7792. Call me! When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. It feels like home. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Jisclair here. We talk a whole lot of football here on the show, man, and and rightfully so. That's what you guys want to hear most about. Football is king in Louisiana. We all know that. But it is the peak time of the year in Major League Baseball, and unfortunately, um, with the season still having a week to go, there's not a whole lot of drama, right? There's not a whole lot of teams vying for positioning, right? We've got five of our six division chases in the MLB that have already been decided. The Yankees have won the American League East. The Guardians have won the Central. If you're not a huge baseball guy and you're saying, who the hell's the Guardians? That's the old Cleveland Indians of old. They're now the Cleveland Guardians. American League West. The Houston Astros have clinched that division, and they've long clinched that division. The National League Central. St. Louis Cardinals have clinched, and in the National League West, the Dodgers have clinched. (laughs) The only MLB division that is still not yet decided is the National League East, where the Mets have a one-game lead over the Atlanta Braves, 
The Mets are 98 and 58. The Braves are 97 and 59. The winner of that division will be the two seed in the National League playoffs. The loser of, or the runner up, rather, that division will be the top wild card team, which will be the number four seed going into the playoffs. They'll face number five, whereas number three, which is going to be the Cardinals, will face number six, which will be the last wild card. <laughs> Where there is going to be a little bit of intrigue in the final week of the season is with the aforementioned wild cards. In the American League, there's not a whole lot of drama in terms of who's going to make it, but there is a little drama in terms of seeding. Toronto, um, Tampa Bay, and Seattle, barring some sort of late last-minute collapse or miracle, those are going to be the three wildcard teams. But the seeding of those three wildcard teams could vary and could fluctuate big time before the year ends. Toronto has a uh, one-game lead over Tampa Bay and Seattle in the loss column right now, meaning they could be the first wild card. They could be the third wild card. And all that matters is seeding. The way the MLB playoffs is going to go down is the number one and number two seeds are going to get buys. Like in NFL postseason of old. as The NFL postseason isn't that way anymore. But like the NFL postseason of old. Three will then play six in a wild card round matchup, then four will play five in a wild card round matchup. So in the American League right now, we know the Astros are going to be the number one seed. The Yankees are going to be the number two seed. They're going to get buys. The number three seed will be the Guardians. They're going to then face number six, which could either be Toronto, Tampa, or Seattle. Right now it would be Seattle, but there's still so much that's up in the air there. Um, and then the rest will, will fall as it may. You know, the, the the number one wild card will then face the number two wild card and so on. In the National League, there's still very much so a lot of intrigue in terms of how we're dealing with this wild card mumbo jumbo. We know that the number one seed is going to be the Dodgers. We know the number three seed is going to be the Cardinals. The two seed will either be the Braves or the Mets. We know that the four seed will either be the Braves or the Mets because the number one wild card is going to be the team that's the runner-up in the National League East. The number five seed is likely to be the Padres. They're the second wild card right now in the National League. They've got a little bit of a cushion, a two-and-a-half game lead. And then that last playoff spot in the National League is completely up for grabs between the Phillies and the Brewers. The Phillies have a half-game lead on the Brewers. So there's still some intrigue there in terms of who's going to win the East, who's going to go where. From the perspective of my Braves, Atlanta really, the defending world champion Braves, mind you, they really had be had would be well served to try to figure out a way to win the East because, dude, it is a brutal draw for the team that finishes fourth in the National League. Brutal draw. Atlanta goes from potentially matching up with in the opening round um, either San Diego or you know one of those types teams. So yeah, let, let me break it down for you this way. Maybe I could explain it better this way. If Atlanta wins the East, their first round playoff matchup will either be the Mets or the Padres, right? They would be the two seed. They'd be matched up with the other teams out there in the National League. 
But if they end up being a wild card, boy, you got to start facing big dogs after big dogs. You'd be matched up in the same bracket as the Dodgers. And Atlanta really, really needs to win the East to avoid that gauntlet of a playoff uh, bracket where you'd have to be facing just murderers row, big team after big team, and you'd have to play the Dodgers maybe in the first five-game series. and Some big matchups, and they do control their destiny now. They're going to be facing the Mets for the next three games, but they are a game back, so they're going to have to likely win the rest of them out there against the Mets, and the pitching matchups will not be favorable. you got to face Scherzer and DeGrom, so you're big underdogs in that task, but we'll see how it goes. Um, But it's open. It's wide open. Look, all of these teams have flaws. All of these teams have issues that you could say would keep them out. In the American League, the Yankees are so dependent on the home run. If you could stop them from hitting home runs, you could beat them in a, in a playoff series. The Astros, a little banged up, right? You know They've got some issues there where some of their guys have a lot of wear and tear. Um, they've played a whole lot of innings over the last few years. you got Alvarez, who's currently day-to-day, a little nicked up here or there. McCullers kind of licking some wounds. Houston has a, a, a few injuries here or there that could maybe make you concerned. Um, the Guardians, I don't think they've got enough firepower, but you never know. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. They've got such a great manager. Toronto, they could hit the cover off of the ball in any short series. They could beat anybody. Can they pitch it well enough? And the Rays, can the Rays score well enough? They could pitch it against anybody. National League-wise, the Dodgers are head and shoulders on paper the best team. Can they stay hot long enough to make it happen? Last year, they were probably the best team, too, and kind of leaked some oil down the stretch, got knocked off. I still think the team that's going to be a player in all of this, that's kind of getting lost in some of the the, the drama surrounding the division chase between the Mets and the Braves, is St. Louis. St. Louis is 90-66. and 66. St. Louis, in the second half of the season, has played excellent baseball. They entered the All-Star break with a 50-44 and 44 record, six games above 500. they They're now 34 games above 500. They have played exceptional since the All-Star break with a bunch of big, long winning streaks in there mixed in. Got the Pirates for all of the remaining games of their, of their season, the last six games, all against Pittsburgh. You're not going to get the two seed. You're locked into your seat, actually. So I don't know how many of those games against Pittsburgh they're actually going to win. Because I don't know how many of those games against Pittsburgh they're going to be trying to win. You know, you want to position your arms and get yourself ready for the playoffs. I just get the feeling with St. Louis that because they're so veteran, because they've got so many guys that this is the last ride, they're going to be a monster to try to knock out. A monster to try to knock out. Pujols ain't going quietly. Molina ain't going quietly. Wayne Wright, like they've got the vets. I just think they're going to be tough. Now, last night we had MLB history in that Aaron Judge hits his 61st home run. He made us wait a little while for it, but he hits a towering home run deep into the night out in Toronto, out to left field, and he does get number 61. Um, Boy, you feel for that fan in the stands. That ball was tailing right to a fan who stretched out his glove, and he just whiffed. The ball ends up going into the bullpen, and Judge ended up getting the baseball back. But Judge does hit number 61. 
So I got axed, and I get axed off. And where does this rank to me in terms of MLB accomplishments? It's certainly a great season for Judge. He's hitting 313, 61 home runs, 130 RBI, OPS of 1.12, which is crazy good. It's hard for me. It's hard for me because I was a kid when McGuire was doing what he was doing. And McGuire, though a great player, he was mostly just a slugger, right? He was just swinging for the fence trying to hit home runs. He didn't always have a great average. He was just a home run hitter. But Barry Bonds, y'all, and I get it. Oh, bro, he cheated. He he used the juice, whatever. Barry Bonds was ridiculous. Barry Bonds, the year that he hit 73 home runs, hit 328. He got walked. 177 times in that season. So that's 177 more opportunities to hit home runs that he missed out on. Would have hit 100 home runs if not for that. His OPS was 1.379. Strikeouts, he only struck out 93 times. And then, oh yeah, the year after that, he hit 370. Only 46, only, right? Only 46 home runs. He hit 370. The year after that, his on-base percentage was almost 600. Then, oh yeah, okay, let's go to 2004 when Bonds is almost 40. It's his age 39 season. What's he do? He hit 362 that year. On-base percentage, 609. He got walked 232 times that year. He struck out 41 times. 232 walks, 41 strikeouts. He's 39 years old at the time. I hate the fact that those guys did what they did. Because it varnishes and tarnishes, uh, varnishes, listen to me, not varnishes, it tarnishes, goodness, can't talk today. It tarnishes the fact that that man was doing some things that we're never going to see done again. We will never see another player in the sport get walked 232 times in a season and will only strike out 41 times. We're never going to see again in the sport a dude get on base at a 6.09 clip. Barry Bonds is the last season, his age 42 season. And I remember this year vividly. It was just, well, I'd say just now, it was 15 years ago. The talk was that he was washed up. Oh, Bonds can't play anymore. We were saying that because we were spoiled, because we were used to him hitting 50, 60 home runs a year. In Barry Bonds' age 42 season, he hit 276, which is a fall, a fall, fall, or far fall, goodness, from hitting 370 just a couple years ago. He had 28 home runs, 66 RBI. He got walked 132 times, struck out 54 times. His on base percentage was 480. His OPS was 1.04. Barry Bonds was ridiculous for such a long time. 
Did the steroids have a hand in that? I'm sure they did. But at the end of the day, if that man never put a needle in his body, he would have still been one of the best players in the history of the sport because performance enhancement could do a little bit for you. It can't do all this that it was doing for the man. Look, before we ever suspected anything of Barry Bonds, he was a multiple-time MVP out in Pittsburgh, having big, big slugging seasons, winning gold gloves. The man could flat-out play. So when you ask me where Judge's performance this fall ranks, it's up there. But, boy, I'm not going to ever forget that ride that Bonds put us on Sosa McGuire. And though it's been kind of quietly erased from baseball history, hadn't been erased from my brain. I remember those days. And, boy, boy, those guys were playing at a level that we may never see again. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'll get you some betting picks. I'll give you a couple things to look forward to tonight. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. For nearly half a century, Tiger Rag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there. With coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Join the Hot Sauce Express weekdays on the Rage and Cajun. Tune in from 6 to 10 a.m. for the best Cajun music anywhere on this planet. The Hot Sauce Express. And it's all brought to you in part by... Rebecca Robichaud, candidate for a Lafouche Parish District Judge, Division 8, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, and Golden Motors. Don't forget, it's the Hot Sauce Express weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Right here on the Rage and Cajun. Kelly B. 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for Judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. 
Oorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849-637-3849. Hoorah! Thank you. One more segment to go here on play-by-play. Then we're out of here. I'm going to go and enjoy some of this beautiful Louisiana weather. They go hit some golf balls later this afternoon, find a way to relax. Uh, Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. <laughs> we told you about the football game on Friday, but reminder, after the lights, after the football game goes final, after the lights presented by Grand Isle Shipyard will begin about, oh, 15 minutes after the game goes final down the bayou, um, we're presented by Grand Now Shipyard. As always, we're going to be talking some high school sports, but we'll also be talking some middle school sports. Um, we also have a segment of that show that is sponsored by Storage Depot and Cutoff. So we thank everybody for supporting After the Lights presented by Grand Isle Shipyard. We thank them so much for their support of Tarpon Athletics and allowing us to provide this service to our local sports community. Tonight, I like the Bengals, minus three and a half. I just think that the Dolphins on a short week with Tua being a little nicked up, I think the Dolphins won't have enough. I like Cincinnati, who had more of a low-stress game on Sunday against the Jets. Being at home, being more comfortable, I think they'll find a way to get it done. Uh, If I were taking, now this is not an official pick, but if I were taking an over or an under in the game, I would lean towards over, but Thursday night games usually become shootouts because the defenses are a little more tired, a little bit less rested, but that's just me guessing on that one. Um, NCAA football tonight. I like Houston, minus two over Tulane. Tulane, ah, the loss last week uh, didn't do a whole lot for me. I hope the Wave win tonight, and I hope I'm actually wrong on this pick, but I like Houston to take care of business at home and send uh, Tulane to a second straight loss. MLB today, <laughs> we had a couple of games that have already started, but I'm going Phillies today over the Cubs, minus a run and a half. I like the Phillies to take care of business and get a win that they desperately need. And then I also like the Mariners, minus 118 money line to beat the Texas Rangers. Seattle has to have it, and I think that they'll find a way to get it. Thanks to everybody for listening today. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time. You've been listening to play-by-play here on KLEB. Tomorrow we'll have Chandler Guitros. We'll have Damian St. Pierre. So that means we'll be talking some Tarpon freshman football. I'll ask Coach uh, Guitros. I know Tarpon freshman didn't play this past week. 
Um, I'll ask Coach Guitros a baseball question or two to kind of keep some things mixed up there. Uh, and then Damon, who knows, man, that'll be, we'll talk some bitty, but we'll also dive into the Saints and LSU. And uh, with, with D, we'll get into the wrestling and some of the boxing and everything of the sort. So thanks to everybody for listening today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at the same time, wrapping up our week of play-by-plays. Go out and enjoy this weather, y'all. Literally yesterday, this is my day. I got home from radio, oh, about 1.30, and sat down, did a little newspaper work, it was about four o'clock. So I had two choices. All right, do we kick off the work clothes, you know, go chill, go play video games, hang out, or do we go find something to do? I literally said, you know what? It's way too nice of a day to have, you know, be sitting on my ass playing video games. So I literally drove out to the Raceland Middle School game off the clock, wasn't scheduled to work, actually had a photographer already booked and planned to go. I just went out to the game as a fan. Tonight, uh, E.D. White's playing East Thibodeau. Don't know that I'll make the trip out to Thibodeau to do the same, but I will find a way to enjoy this beautiful sunshine. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. God bless you all. We'll be back tomorrow morning to talk about everything that's going to be happening in the weekend ahead. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.